You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Welcome to another astrology episode. Your friendly reminder to leave a review and share the show. That is how we market. That is how we get the word out. I'm a one-man band. I appreciate it so much when you do. So leave a review and share the show on whatever platform you're listening from. And if you want to work with me one-on-one to talk about everything you're going to hear in this episode, all things Gemini and your personal birth chart, you can book a reading with me at lightworkers-lounge.com. I'll see you there. This is so cool to see a tangible result of hard work and effort going into something because this is the 12th astrology-based episode that I've posted in the past year. This time last year, I was living in a beautiful cabin on lake in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and the idea for Cosmic Coconut just came to me. I was so inspired by both my astrology studies, but also how many readings I was doing every week and the conversations I have with clients. And I was just like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. This lights me up, Midheaven and Aquarius. This is my career right here. And so I kind of transitioned the podcast to be geared towards astrology. So while you can go back in the archives and find a podcast episode called Gemini Season, what it means and what to expect. Yes, of course, you could hear some repetitive information, but there are some new placements in the sky playing with this Gemini season that were definitely not here this time last year. Think of, you know, personally, think of where you were this time last year, last May. What was life like? I am more than willing to bet it was radically different than it is right now because of March 2023 when we had all those big transitions. Pluto moving into Aquarius, Saturn moving into Pisces. We are experiencing Gemini season on a brand new ball field. Last year's Gemini season was football. This year's Gemini season is on a baseball field. Very different, different game, different players. So... You know how we're all so intrigued by healing, sorting and defining our emotions, diving into relationships and the role we play in them and the projecting and all of that just high level psychological stuff? That's Gemini. I am more than willing to bet the vast majority of people that listen to podcasts, not just mine, all of them are Gemini. If you were to gather the data of the information of people who purchase the most books from Amazon, I guarantee there's Gemini, sun, moon, or rising. This is the first zodiac sign that's not ruled by an animal. First up is Aries. They're the ram. Second is Taurus. They're the bull. These two signs and all the others that are ruled by an animal, they are very primal. Think of Aries. They're very athletic, fiery. They act from instinct, hot-headed, fiery. They're primal. Think of Taurus. They are so connected to nature. Their senses get overloaded because they crave living in a natural world, please. They're very primal. Gemini is the twins. Gemini is 
their sign is ruled by humans because this is the first sign that can really conceptualize and not act from a primal instinct, meaning they can feel that primal urge to say or do something, but they can assimilate it in their mind that's so powerful and not act on it because it doesn't make sense or it doesn't sound like it's the right thing to do. Does that make sense? So welcome to Gemini season. If you've had a private reading with me or if you've attended one of our monthly meetups to discuss astrology, you know Gemini's symbol is one of my favorites. I just think it's so cool. I had that moment in astrology school when my teacher explained, this is what the symbol means, where I was like, mind blown. If you don't know what it looks like, do a quick Google search. Pull it up while I share what it means. But essentially, there's a line up top, a curved line, looks like a smiley face. And then there's a line at the bottom that looks like a frown. And then there's two lines connecting those two in the middle. While this, of course, represents the twins, duality, two sides of the same coin, it represents bridging heaven to earth. That top line, the smile is heaven. The frown is earth. (laughs) How much does that make sense? The frown is earth and there's a bridge connecting the two. And so Gemini's, when they walk around, I just picture this bridge like a purple translucent, like the thing you go to the bank and they send your money through, like, like a tunnel. I picture that and all of their brains connected to earth, to this higher knowledge. Geminis are so smart. They're bridging heaven to earth, masculine to feminine. They are bridging the crown chakra to the root chakra, right? This is Gemini, the intellectual assimilators of the zodiac. This sign rules talking, speaking, thinking, communicating, podcasting, blogging. They're witty, they're sharp, they're funny. They make wonderful friends, very similar to their Leo counterparts that are the best of friends and cheer you on. Aquarius make great friends because they're so non-judgmental. Gemini is right up there with those two because they are just so innately curious. They're curious. They've got a thirst for knowledge through experience that they too make really good friends. Now, I'll never forget another experience because I love to apply astrology out in the real world because I truly believe astrology is something you experience, not something you learn through listening to podcasts like this or other Gemini teachers. (laughs) By the way, I don't have a single placement in Gemini in my chart. I don't even have anything in the third house that's ruled by Gemini. But if I ever come off as one, it's because I have Mercury conjunct my sun. Mercury is ruled by the sign of Gemini or Mercury rules Gemini. And so when that's sitting on top of my Sagittarius sun, it's my tightest aspect, which gives my chart a huge flavor of that Gemini energy. It's really cool. So one time I met someone who worked at a shop I used to frequent and this person was so shy, like probably one of the top three shyest people I have ever met. And of course, be it the Scorpio in me, or maybe it's the Sagittarius in me, I was like, I got to crack this guy open. I got to know. Like, nobody's allowed to be shy around me. Come on. Like, let's talk. Let's smile. Let's make small talk, or let's just dive right in. Talk about the deep shit. Let's do it. (laughs) But I was so curious about this person. And so I finally 
got his birthday and he's a Gemini. And of all the signs, I would just continuously, whenever I would frequent the shop, I would go, okay, Taurus, Taurus. He's very slow. He's methodical. No, not Taurus. Um, Scorpio or maybe a cancer. Just, you know, those are the signs you would associate with being more introverted, right? So imagine my shock and the jaw on the floor when he said his birthday was in June and he was a Gemini. And I would just immediately wanted to call every person I've ever learned astrology under and say, you're liars. <laughs> How do you explain this? I wanted to just drag this person into an astrology class and say, Exhibit A, please tell me how this Gemini is the most quiet, mum, not thinking, not speaking person. I mean, thinking, like I actually fucking know. Not speaking, just very shy and quiet. And now I always take this with a grain of salt because the sun sign is just one pie slice in your chart. It's small, it's little, it doesn't mean much. There's so much more going on. But still, to have a stamp of Gemini in the chart, and be as quiet and reserved as this person, I was like just baffled. And so then, of course, as I do, I go home and I study Gemini. I go on the internet, I pull out all 15 of my astrology books and just thumb through them, just obsessed with figuring out how could this be? And now I remember in school learning that water signs, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, you associate them with emotions, crying, tears, feelings, but sometimes these three can actually be the coldest, non-emotional, haven't cried in three years, signs you've ever seen. And it's because when water gets cold, when we feel cold from people via them being assholes, being mean to us, betraying us, lying to us, abandoning us, that's cold energy, right? What does that do? It freezes things into an ice cube. Does an ice cube cry? No, it's not in flow. And so I applied that same principle to this Gemini mystery. And I thought, wait, if air, because Gemini, Aquarius, Libra, these are all your air signs, very cerebral, mind ruled. If air does not have free reign to flow and blow and go, what happens to it? Ah it turns into a vortex, into a hurricane. And so I realized through more conversations with this person, although they were still just a very hard person to crack, um, Geminis who are born into families where their air is not encouraged to flow, meaning they are not encouraged to yap, 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 ask all the questions. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why are you over there? Who's that? Can I say hi to that? If you're brought up in a family who constantly tells you, shut up, why are you asking that so many times? Why do you want to know? Things like this, that air gets stuck. And so I would imagine that people ruled by air signs, this is talking to you, Aquarius and Libra too, when you don't have a place to just flow and float, you can have severe anxiety because that air is stuck in your mind and it can actually make you mute. Completely block that throat chakra, which is supposed to be shining, and just stifle it, causing anxiety, depression, stuck, maybe even thyroid disorders, because that's your throat chakra. 
right? We were saying with the Gemini symbol, it is bridging heaven to earth. If that bridge is blocked by other people's opinions, society's conditioning, beliefs that are not yours but were forced upon you, then the part of your chart ruled by Gemini will not flourish. You know, this goes for all of us. I'm just picking on air signs here, but truly this correlates with all of us because somewhere in our chart, Gemini rules. Like I told you guys, I don't have any Gemini in my chart, but if I want to see how this works, I look to what house Gemini rules for me to see, ah, okay, this is the part of my chart that my brain can really excel in, or this can be the part of my chart that I get anxiety and I get stuck in. And just to drive this point home, I'll use myself. My second house of earned income is ruled by Gemini. Oh, should I teach, write, speak to make money? Do I do that? <laughs> I do. I do. And it feels like it flows. I feel like I can always shift. You guys listened or read the Monday What's New and Good newsletter where I talked about breaking up with Lightworkers Lounge. And I didn't mean it in a literal sense, although some people definitely thought that. I meant it in a metaphorical sense. Like... I don't want the Instagram side of it, but I want to write books. I love speaking live time, no script on this podcast with you, but I really feel like I can connect my heart to yours and move you more, which is my whole purpose in communicating is to give you an experience that even though 20 minutes after you turn this podcast off, you'll forget about what we spoke about because some other Gemini will swoop in and talk to you. If I can move you, and give you truth bumps, or just make you stop and look at the sky and think for a second, then I've done my job, and I'll get paid for it, <laughs> second house. But if I am not communicating, writing, teaching, podcasting, blogging for a living ruled by my second house, I may find that I don't earn income, and my self-worth could go down. Does that make sense to you guys? Let's use Gemini. Let's say your seventh house is ruled by Gemini, which would make you a Sagittarius rising. This is someone who needs to constantly talk in their relationship. And they need, they need a partner that will always be willing to talk and hash things out verbally with them. Just watch out for losing yourself by not voicing who you are, what you want in relationship or Perhaps you get a lot of anxiety around relationships, and so you avoid them all together. Okay, so this is Gemini. Look to the part of your chart ruled by Gemini to see where your mind can absolutely make this section of your chart flourish or where you can get really stuck and maybe experience some anxiety over. So Gemini, it's ruled by the number three. The third house is Gemini because I like to use the numbers in astrology to remember them as ages. Aries is number one. They're fresh. They're new souls, right? They're so thirsty for adventure because the world is their oyster. Taurus is number two. We want our soft blankets. We have decided what kind of food we like and don't like. We want to stay home outside in the world. There's too many noises and dogs barking and the sun is too hot. And no, I just want to stay home, please. Three is Gemini. By age three, are we talking a lot more? Are we learning more words? Are we finding our little voice? And I feel like, am I losing you guys here? Astrology is like learning a second language, and I understand that. So you may be wondering, okay, whoa, Steph, you lost me. Gemini rules your second house, but it's number three. Think of it this way. 
When you look at your birth chart, you see 12 slices, right? Each slice is a plot of land with a house in it, right? That's someone's property. The first house is owned by Aries, right? For everybody, the first house is owned by Aries. They own that property. But what sign is leasing, renting that space from Aries? Well, that depends on what your rising sign is. The second house is owned by Taurus. That's a Taurus house. That's their plot of land and that's their wildflowers. That's their fruit trees. Don't touch them. (laughs) But again, depending on your rising sign and how your chart goes is what sign is leasing that space. I'm a Taurus rising. My first house, Taurus, is renting the space from Aries. Gemini, because that's the sign that comes next, is leasing my second house space from Taurus. The third house is owned by Gemini. That's their house. That is their property. Gemini owns the third house. And now for me with a Taurus rising, what sign comes after Gemini? Cancer. So Cancer is leasing that Gemini space. So the third house, how does somebody think, speak, communicate? Mine is ruled by Cancer. I share from the heart. I want to talk about emotions and feelings. I give you guys such a glimpse into my home, into my personal space. Cancer ruled third house. Does that make sense? I hope that clears it up a little bit. Gemini is a mutable sign. That's its modality, which means they can go here, they can go there, they're the chameleon, they can walk into any room and shapeshift into what those people want to see, what they want to hear. They're mutable, along with Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Very adaptable. And it's ruled by the planet of Mercury. Thinking, speaking, communicating, cerebral, right? Gemini rules self-expression. It rules thought, communication on a personal level. Gemini's sister is Sagittarius. And if you guys have been listening to these episodes for a while, then you know that sister signs are, yes, they're yin and yang, good and bad, dark and light. They complement each other, but sometimes they can just go, eh, get away. So Gemini and Sagittarius are sisters. How they are similar is that they are both the socialites of the party, except Gemini is the socialite who everybody knows. They know them by name. They know their daily routine, what coffee shop you can find them at, where they're at on a Friday night. Everybody knows. The Sagittarius is who you know on a more intimate, deeper level. Gemini wants to be friends with everybody in the room. Sagittarius says, I just want to get up on my soapbox, speak to the whole room at once, and then dip. Because if I become friends with all y'all in here, that means boundaries holding on to me, and I am a free spirit, so as soon as I want to go, I want to go. Sagittarius has tons of people blowing him up on their phone, but probably responds to one or two, if that. Gemini loves, oh, I tell you, go look at a Gemini's phone. Just (laughs) be prepared. So many people talking to them, so many people saying hi, and Gemini makes time to get back to each one of them. They absolutely love it. There was a quote in one of my astrology books that said, people should learn not to give a Gemini their phone number if they don't like being on the phone. (laughs) Again, I don't have any Gemini in my chart. I don't like FaceTime. I don't like it. I don't know. I, I don't. I know this is like the new age. This is you don't call people. You don't text. You FaceTime. I know. 
Absolutely not. You can send me an audio message and I'll get to it when I like feel like I can actually show up in a good way, which is very rare. <laughs> I am just so old school. Like maybe it's my Taurus rising kicking in mixed with a little bit of my Sagittarius sun where I'm just so on the go. I don't know how people can FaceTime for hours. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Please don't take it that way. It's just not for me. If you catch me, you catch me. And I promise when you do, it'll be one of the best conversations and times of your life because I just got this big Sag and Scorpio energy to me. That was kind of ballsy to say it would be the best conversation of your life. But it would be fun. And that's how I roll. I would be very present. I really do love that about myself is how present I am with people when they are in my presence when that happens, no phone, no laptop, nothing exists in the world besides you and I. And I think that's really rare today. (sighs) So Gemini, Taurus sits back and enjoys the view, right? Gemini's neighbor Taurus. They sit back and they enjoy the view. Ah, look at this. Gorgeous. I'm just going to get a charcuterie board. Uh, did I say it right? Charcuterie? Charcuterie? Fuck. One of those boards with cheese and crackers. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. Oh, look at that. Look at those people down there playing. Look at that sunset over there. Gemini says, ah, uh-uh. I need to be a part of the view. I need to go talk to those people, see what they're doing here. Where'd you get this delicious cheese board. I need to go talk to the owner of this business because they're fabulous. And I think I know someone who could use this for catering. Gemini. Whoa. Gemini needs to be a part of the view. They need to ask questions, take pics, share it on social media. And then when all the comments start rolling in of, oh my gosh, this place is so beautiful. Where is it? Gemini is the first to respond. This is where it's at, baby. Come visit. You know what? Maybe I'll host a meetup here. We can all meet up and learn something new. Do you guys like astrology? I know a girl. (laughs) This is Gemini. Because Geminis are so curious and talkative, they usually want to of everything. Two jobs, two trips, two friends, two lovers. I feel like I just got to kick the elephant out of the room here because I know a lot of people when I poll and ask, who do you think is the most cheating sign of them all? Gemini always takes the cake. But I got to tell you guys, in my experience of readings, Gemini has not been one of the signs that cheat the just in my experience and my own data I've collected, it has not been any Gemini placements. However, I will say that in my experience, this is just all very variable data. Geminis can be some of the most verbally abusive and play some of the most crazy mind games that can really mess you up. Okay, this is not a warning. If you're dating a Gemini, don't take this and go, oh shit, because again, listen, there are so many other placements to a birth chart. I can tell you there is a 10% chance you're going to get a tornado today, but there's a 90% chance it's going to be sunny in 75 and not a cloud in the sky. Okay? Just saying. But Jim and I usually wants two of everything. They are just so curious. They came here to taste it all, to see it all, to be it all, and do it all. Be here, be there, be everywhere. They want to. It's what they came here to do. So because of this, they may leave a trail of unfinished projects or relationships. Gemini's listening. Gemini's sun, moon, or rising. Do you guys end relationships or do you leave the door open? 
Gemini, Sun, Moon, Rising, do you guys put a stop to things? Do you set boundaries? Or do you leave a little loosey-goosey and say, well, well, what if? Like, well, I don't want that person to not like me because, you know, I'm a social butterfly and I love everyone. I truly do. Geminis are beautiful. They're mutable. They're great at forgive and forget. But then, it can, you know, here comes the mind games that Geminis don't mean to do. They're just so cerebral that it's difficult for them. They can lead people on accidentally in a way of, well, no, the relationship's over. Like, we're not together. And then if they're dealing with a Scorpio or someone with Virgo, earthy signs, they're like, well, wait, wait, wait. I thought you meant this. You see that? Uh-huh. Geminis are smart. They're so charming, like their air sign cousin Libra. They're fascinated with people. And it's been said that Geminis could sell ice to an Eskimo because they are so witty, smart. One of my favorite astrologers is Colin, and he is at Queer Cosmos on Instagram. He's a Gemini, and, and his interpretation of astrology is just out of this world. He's so funny. He's witty. He's smart. He's everything I just said about Geminis, but it's this high level. Here's his Gemini mind bridging heaven to earth. He's going higher than the average astrologer that says Gemini rules thinking and speaking. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, let me show you what it really means of every sign. His interpretation, because astrology is an art form. It is an expression. And His interpretations just hit me in the soul and they're so different. I don't know anyone like him. So shout out to him at Queer Cosmos on Instagram. Colin, you are a phenomenal Gemini. But they're so smart and convincing. They could sell ice to an Eskimo. They love everyone in their social circle. Very sharp minds. They usually know a little about everything, but a lot about nothing. Oh, Oh, remember? Sagittarius wants physical freedom. Gemini craves intellectual freedom. Sagittarius usually knows everything in depth about a few things. Gemini knows a lot about hundreds. Gemini knows a little about hundreds of things. Whoa, this is, I need more Gemini or Virgo in my chart for this to even explain what Gemini means. Oh, and so one of the shadow sides, the disempowered side of Gemini is they love to gossip simply because you won't believe what they just heard. If you know any Geminis, you probably know that they love the goss. They love the tea. And, you know, gossip is not a bad thing. As someone in the public eye and just in my own family and social circle, I just accept people talk In fact, I hope you guys listen to the podcast with me and JL or the one with me and my mom and you discuss with your mom or with your romantic partner the pieces that you liked and the pieces that made you scratch your head and go, I don't know if I agree with her on that. I hope you do. Because if you do, what a gift I'm giving by starting a conversation with people I don't even know to get them to think, to to bridge their own heaven to earth. Yes. So there's gossip is good when you're learning from it. And I've actually pulled back in a lot of my own conversations when I sense that the tea's getting a little too sweet. I stop and say, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Like we can talk about this. This is so crazy and interesting. I can't believe humans behave like this, but how does this benefit me? How can this benefit us? Would the person we're talking about be okay if they were sitting right here? 
right? There has to be a benefit to it. It can't just be, well, I, I don't know the benefit. It just, it's crazy, right? No. Are, are we studying this? Are we learning from this? What is the solution to this? And normally this is where the Sag, the sister sign of Gemini kicks in. So the downside of Gemini is gossip. They do struggle to commit because there's so many things and so many beautiful people. Why would I just stick to one? They may suffer from anxiety, full on nervous system disorder, being that it's ruled. And honestly, Gemini's with all the social media stimuli bouncing from TikTok to WhatsApp to Instagram to Facebook to Snapchat to... Uh, well, I don't know what it is in my chart that I have an Instagram and that's it. That's a wrap. And one day, probably soon, I'm going to have somebody run it for me. And you just, ready or not, here I go. You can come. You got to find me if you want to reach me. <laughs> because I can't do it like you guys can. I can't do all the apps. It gives me anxiety. It does. And not only does it give me anxiety to bounce between app to app to app to app, I would rather bounce from flower to fruit tree to bush to plant out in nature. I would rather jump from conversation with that elderly woman over there to the young kids down the road over there. And just that is how I want to gather my information. And again, there's no right or wrong here. Social media has its beautiful pros and cons. I am not biting the hand that feeds me because I know my job is on social media, but I'm working on transitioning that because I've finally rooted and grounded into who I am as a person. And it's not a social media AI character. I still want to connect with you guys, but there's just going to be a little bit more effort aside from hitting play on Spotify to reach me. Does that make sense? Now, with Gemini, right? A lot of the things I just said in this podcast are Echoing the same sentiment from last year's Gemini podcast. Now, how it differs is this year we've got Pluto in Aquarius. So you guys know, if you don't, pause right here. Go back to that podcast where I explain what Pluto in Aquarius means, what to expect, and then re-listen. And apply all of this flavor onto that. Essentially what it means is Pluto is about to do a huge death and rebirth. First, he blows things up, fires ablaze, everything ruined. Oh, no. But from ruin is when new things grow. And we need that to happen in order to sustain a good flow of life. Right? Think of a controlled burn. These things have to happen. Now, in the sign of Aquarius, it's going to be artificial intelligence. It's going to be the internet, social media, technology. And if you think I'm not using my astrology knowledge to pivot my career right now, you're wrong. <laughs> no, seriously. I've honestly thought about this. Uh, you know, I've separated my knowledge of astrology with how I personally feel. And that's a huge piece of why I'm in the heartland of America right now enjoying just farm life, nature, because I really wanted to see, okay, who am I when the bone is off? Do I really crave it? Do I really miss it? Is it really enriching my life and making my career grow? And the answer was no. And so I understand we are just in the age of technology and you sink or swim if you lose it or not, you have to have it, right? 
And so I do understand that. And that's why I'm pivoting in my career right now, pivoting. But knowing this for all of us as a collective, for you listening to this, social media, the arts, entertainment, industry, artificial intelligence, how do you think you get advertisements? How many times have I said this? Why is nobody saying, I thought of cleaning my kitchen and now I have ads for paper towels all over my Instagram? I mean, I know. Uh, it's like, Steph, yes, we do think of it, but what are we supposed to do? Who are we supposed to call? What are we, you know, I get it. It just drives me nuts at how insane this is. I have an app, and I'm not going to say which one it is, but I have an astrology app on my phone. It's not that popular, but I have it. And... I have probably over 350 charts saved because this is my app where if I'm out to lunch with a friend and we're like looking at a certain actor and we're like, oh, what's his birth chart? Let's look at what his moon is in. I'll just pull up this app and bing, 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 put in info and see this person's sun and moon. So I've got just a whole Rolodex of random ass names, but it's a long list, hundreds and hundreds. And um, if I am talking to someone or thinking of someone and I open this app, that person's name will be at the top of the list. And it's in alphabetical order, but the list will somehow program to where this person's name is first. Do I sound crazy? Where's Aquarius in my chart? And it's just little things like that, that I'm like, okay. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know how my own mind is programmed but I don't like it. It freaks me out. And I feel like we're about to find out exactly. We don't need guys. We don't even know the health, the physical health things that are going to crop up from 5g, from Wi-Fi, from phones being in our pocket near our genitals and our ass all day. We have no idea yet. We're all lab rats. And I don't know. I'm just feeling the pull to be like, I'm done being a lab rat. I think the damage has already been done, but I don't want to just throw my hands up and say, well, fuck it, whatever. I already got cancer. Keep going. Nah, I don't know. Wow, that was a tangent. But yeah, I can't imagine all the social media stimuli. And Gemini love it. I would imagine most people with Gemini have so many apps on their phone that I can't even begin to understand, but they're probably really smart. They use it for work. They use it for communicating and they're probably in some type of sales or communications profession where these apps are making their jobs more seamless, reaching a wider audience. And that's beautiful. They need that. And that's awesome. But I would also remind Gemini's, Hey, there's a world out there. Don't be too chin to chest. Don't get that bold on your back of your neck. Like there's a world out there. And I would imagine a lot of people with Gemini placements, have anxiety, depression, things like that, because they may not realize, whoa, you know, like if alcohol is Gemini's vice, social media is the bar, but the bar is at their fingertips. They don't even have to get up and drive there. It's just there. And it's addicting because their minds are made and equipped to handle that stuff. But it's like, wait, 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 Gemini's. Who are you teaching in person? Because it's a whole other ball game when you are in the middle of a circle of people and you have to look at their body language. Are they yawning? Did I lose their attention? That's what I think. God, I sound, is this what everybody sounds like as they get older? Back in my day, I'd look in your eyes. Back in my day, I'd pick up a cordless phone in the middle of my kitchen and call the phone that's in your mom's kitchen and ask your parents if you could talk. 
crazy. So look to the part of your chart that's ruled by Gemini. This is where you can intellectually shine. This is what you may teach or write about. This area of life may give you anxiety. Ah, so look to the part of your chart ruled by Gemini. Remember, Gemini is a sign on the outside of your chart and dependent upon your rising sign is what pie slice Gemini rules for you. So if you're a Cancer rising, Gemini rules your 12th house. If you're a Taurus rising, Gemini rules your 2nd house. So on and so forth. And if you guys don't know and you want to find out, hey Steph, what area of life am I more prone to anxiety? But what area of life should I really work on vocalizing my beliefs about? Come find me. Don't just sit there and listen to this. Lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birth chart readings. If you are brand new to this and your mind is spinning, do the basic one. If you have a good understanding and you're shaking your head in agreement but still a little fuzzy, do the advanced one and let's go deep. So this Gemini season is different from last as well because Saturn is no longer in Aquarius. Now she's in the sign of Pisces. And so we are getting a lot of self-discipline, restrictions, and limitations around the world of spirituality, film, the arts, addictions, mushrooms, marijuana, things like that. And so with this Gemini season, I encourage you, knowing that this is Lightworkers Lounge, to ask yourself, what beliefs do I have about astrology or spirituality that are mine? Do I believe everything Steph just said on this podcast? Do I believe all of the people that are on my Instagram news feed, on my TikTok feed, on my Facebook feed? Do I believe them? And if I do, why? This is, let's get the brain moving. Let's assimilate all of the information we are taking in. You know, this is... One of the greatest traits of Gemini is their thirst for knowledge. If you need a self-help book, they can give you the best recommendation. But one of the disempowered sides of Gemini is they learn, 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 but do not apply it. They flunk when it's time to get on the court and perform, right? And that's like the shallowness of Gemini is they don't make the full connection between heaven and earth. They stop somewhere short. And then when it's time to perform, flatlined. But they have the knowledge though. They could ace the test, but as soon as they graduate and get out to the real world, they're like, oh, shit. But freaking Geminis, they always get back up on their feet because they're so witty and smart. But that is the disempowered side of Gemini. So this season, ask yourself, how is my anxiety? How is my nervous system? Where can I practice better communication? And if I were to teach someone something, what would it be? This is a very fruitful time to start a podcast, a blog, write a book, write a love letter, send an email, write that caption that you keep writing and deleting. Gemini season, baby. It's time to bridge heaven to earth through your mind. You have a story. You have a voice. And sometimes we forget about that or we think, God, Steph's story is so cooler than mine. Why would I even bother sharing mine? Because you're not me and I'm not you. Your story matters. It's very important. And somebody, even if it's just one or two people, it doesn't matter. 
We shouldn't quantify those things. Somebody can learn from you. And you can learn from someone. That is the juice of Gemini season. Where and who have you lost your voice to? And what moves can you make to get it back? Under Pisces and Aquarius and Saturn and... Did I just say under Pisces and Aquarius? A freaking Gemini season frying my brain. Under Pluto and Aquarius and Saturn and Pisces. Ask yourself about your beliefs surrounding your spiritual practice. How you use astrology. What do you use it for and why? And how you can bridge heaven to earth through sharing your own story. All right. I'm going to go look at plants because my brain has reached its quota. I told you guys, I don't know how you split from app to app to app. Whoo! Is my human design coming out? Emotional manifester? <laughs> my emotions need to go flatline and chill out. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next episode. Thank you.